0: Welcome to the C3 Calgary Podcast. We are so grateful you have come to join us. We would love to invite you to one of our in-person services. To find out times, locations, and more about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message.
1: This morning we have four fiery young men that are going to share and I'll just introduce each one of them briefly, and then one by one they'll come up and introduce, introduce themselves. Um, but we have Brady coming up first. Yeah. <laughs> and then we will have Owen, yeah. Woo! <laughs> And then we'll have Nigel come up. Yeah. <laughs> and then we will ha- end it off with Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, each one of these, these young fiery men of God have been preparing their messages for about a month now is when we asked them. And I believe that they have a word specific for uh, this time that we're in and for you all this morning. And I, I, I hope that we all leave feeling encouraged that the next generation of this church is bright and that this, the future of this church is bright. And um, yeah, well, without further ado, I'll invite Brady up. Thank you, Brady. And uh, I'll just pray over um, over you, and maybe I'll pray over everybody right now. And then, but yeah, Jesus, here we'll Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you so much for Brady, God, and um, I thank you so much for uh, his willingness to to serve and his willingness to proclaim your good news, Jesus. Lord, I just pray for, for peace this morning that... Um, yeah, you just take off any of those nerves, Jesus, Lord, that he would just preach with boldness, God, and teach with boldness, Jesus, knowing that, that you've placed it inside of him, um, Lord, that you've blessed uh, him specifically for this moment, God. So I just, and I, I pray for every, all, the, all the young men as well that are gonna speak, Jesus, Lord, would you bless them all, and would you just be with them this morning, and I just pray that uh, you would empower them and that they would feel bold to share. In Jesus' name,
2: amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, seeing a lot of bright eyes, bushy tails, and some not-so-bright eyes and bushy tails, but that's fine. Glad you're here. Um, in case you didn't hear it already, my name is Brady. Um, I'm a youth leader at our church here and a worship pastor, uh, not pastor, worship, worship leader. Um, so, um, yeah, about a month ago, um, Alan brought it up at a leaders' meeting to... Um, All his leaders said, who wants to uh, do a sermon for the youth takeover? And nobody said anything. (laughs) Until David said, Brady wants to do it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So yeah, so I felt kind of lost trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I just started at the beginning. So I went through Genesis. And um, I noticed something I had never noticed before. I got to Genesis chapter 22 where Abraham is given the instructions to sacrifice his son, Isaac. So as I was reading through, they're going up the mountain, and um, which verse is this? Verse seven, Isaac asks and says to his father, he said, Isaac spoke up and said, "Um, father, and Abraham responded, yes, my son. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And that really stood out to me because I'd never noticed. I wonder if Abraham knew that he was basically talking about Jesus in that moment. All the way back in the first book of the Bible, in Genesis. So it keeps going. They make it to the top of the mountain. And Abraham is about to sacrifice his son. And an angel of the Lord calls out and stops him. And for his act of faith, um, all of Abraham's descendants are blessed. And then the angel of the Lord in verse 15 says, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from the heavens a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. And that is one of the first times we see, hear about Jesus in the Bible. And I thought that was so cool because I never noticed how early on Jesus was referenced and foreshadowed in the Bible. So moving on. Then I decided to jump to Matthew and then I went through the genealogy and realized that Abraham came, what is it, forty-two generations before Jesus. So Jesus was first mentioned in the Bible forty-two generations before he was born. That's pretty friggin' cool. <laughs> like I read that and I was like, Another example in the Old Testament, probably a more famous one, is in Isaiah chapter 7, um, what, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. So, there, again, Jesus was prophesied in the Old Testament years and years and years before he was even born. Even how he would be conceived was planned out and laid out years, generations before he was born. So what am I trying to say with all this? You're like, Brady, okay, Jesus was in the Old Testament. What does that mean? God had a plan for Jesus to come to earth generations from the very beginning. He had always planned to give his son for us. He always had a plan so it's just proof that every single day going forward God has a plan for everybody and he has a plan he's always in control God is still in control and he will stay in control so yeah that's all I've got is um, who's up next Owen get up here old bro
3: Hello, my name is Owen. And and I've been a part of youth for almost four or five years now. And my sermon's on about the miracles of Christmas. So I'm just going to start with Matthew 1, 18 to 21. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph before they come together. She was found to, She was found to be pregnant, though through the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet not wanted to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her, divorce her quietly, but often but after he, he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because that." Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So this shows how people are in their day-to-day lives, how they have doubts and worries, and like sometimes even forget how God is and how he acts. And I mean, yeah, we all have doubts, know, like what to follow, from the Lord and if it, and if it is from the Lord when we read a story it shows Joseph was unsure about all of it and when we are unsure we tend to doubt the plan was doubt the plan that was set it was hard it was a hard it's a hard thing to grasp on but now we move on to Hebrews 11 1 to 2 now faith is confident confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do about what we do not see this is what the ancients were condemned for. This verse kind of shows how faith is kind of your confidence in what you believe in. And like, when you have faith in the Lord, you have trust in the Lord and you don't need to have doubts or worries about what you like, what your plan is. Or like, yeah, having faith in the Lord, trusting in the Lord is your ground layer of not having worries in your day-to-day life. And like, yeah, sure, but that's all I got, really.
0: Yeah. Go. Hey, <laughs> Hi, I'm Nigel. Um, I'm usually up here playing guitar, um, and, but today uh, I'm here to speak about the importance of the planning of the birth of Jesus. So um, uh, I realized the importance of the birth of Jesus when I noticed the priestly preparation of Jesus through John the Baptist Um, in uh, Luke chapter one. So I'll read it. Okay, so while Zachariah, this is uh, chapter one, verse 11. While Zachariah is in the sanctuary um, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zachariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, "Don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, your wife Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John." Um, and so Zachariah said to the angel, "How can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years." Then the angel said to said I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I, I was, uh, it was he who sent me to bring you good news. But now, this, since you didn't believe what I said, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the child is born, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the, the proper time. So, um, because uh, Zechariah uh, doubted Gabriel... He was muted, so uh, (laughs) later on, um, yeah, it's kind of... uh, (laughs) Okay, when the baby was eight days old, they all came over for the circumcision ceremony, and they wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. Uh, what 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 they exclaimed, there is no one in your family by that name, so they gestured to ask the baby's father, what he wanted to name him, and he motioned for a writing tablet to everyone uh to everyone's surprise he wrote his name is John instantly Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising god okay, so um I thought this was very interesting so um uh the first thing that I noticed when um is that the, an archangel came to speak to zechariah so um it was not just any angel, and an archangel doesn't come to speak to anyone. So, okay, this is, like, very important news because it involves Jesus, the planning of the birth of Jesus. Um, okay, so, uh, um, an important thing, uh, okay, another important thing to point out is uh, that Gabriel first appeared to him at the right of the incense altar. Okay, so, um, so the incense altar represents the Father's presence, um, and, uh, um, Gabriel, okay, uh, in the book of Luke and, uh, like later on in the book of Luke in chapter 22, verse 69, um, it, it, Jesus says that he is to be seated to the right of the father and Gabriel stood to the right of the incense also announcing the birth of John the Baptist, whose future role was to be a priest to anoint Jesus as King through the ritual of baptism. Who would sit at the right hand side of the Father, like a king being crowned by a high priest. So, um, like a, a king is usually crowned by a high priest. And in uh, um, the same way, Jesus was crowned by a high priest, I guess, through baptism. So, uh, um, so because uh, Zechariah was a high priest, the role of John the Baptist is a high priest. So, um, well, yeah, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, as was kind of like a symbol of what he was going to do later on. And it, like it was like a symbol of him being crowned as uh, king. So um, a very special baby was, a, was going to be born. And there was a, a very important purpose placed upon this baby's life. So, uh, and he was to anoint Jesus as Lord and Savior of the world. So um, God did the impossible. John the Baptist was to be born to Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, who was too old to have a baby. And she was infertile. So, like, that was a miracle itself. Um, and Ze- Zechariah's prayers were finally answered around this time because uh, this was when God wanted John the ba- Baptist to be born, um, which is six months before Jesus. So, um, because of because the life of Jesus was so important, um, God planned a man before him to prepare the way for Jesus, which is very cool. It's very um, inspiring. So... Uh, uh Zechariah uh, okay another reason um why Zechariah was muted this is the main reason why um is because he doubted he doubted Gabriel and uh because of this he was made mute and he um he might not have named him uh John okay and so the meaning of the name John is God is gracious and God has given and and the purpose of of John was to announce God's gift to humanity, which is Jesus. So um, it was important that his name was John, okay? And uh, um, so like, I, I found confirmation on how every little piece of uh, this story fit together and uh, every little detail um, and, and uh, how important it was. So <laughs> that was amazing. So similar to how um, God had an important life for John the Baptist – like um, he had a port- he had a plan for John the Baptist. Um, we have a plan for our lives. Like similarly, how to how uh, John the Baptist's plan was to lead people to Jesus. It is also our role as Christians to lead people to Jesus. So um, yeah, that's that's my message. Uh, I hope you guys learned something from this.
4: Hello? Ah. Morning. It's a great morning. So, I am Caleb, if you didn't know. Just getting my stuff ready. So, today I'm also speaking in Luke. And, um, well, yeah, I'm Caleb. I've been attending youth for the past about four years now. And, yeah, I'll get right into it. So I was always excited the morning of Christmas when I was younger, and I still am. I woke up early to open my stocking, you know, because that's really important. (laughs) I know, it still is. I learned that it was about Jesus' birth when I was younger, but I didn't always, like, think about that. I was like, yeah, 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 it's about that, but, but, I mean, we get presents, so. I used to be worried before Christmas that I, I wouldn't get what I wanted or that I might be disappointed with what I got. Like, I'd be like, oh, dang, these socks. Like, that's great. <laughs> you know? But this passage changed my view on this for sure. So it's also Luke one eleven. But um, I have different, like, points on this, so it can be used for, like scripture can be used for many different people in many different ways, because God speaks in many different ways. So Luke 1 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled, and he would grip with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. He said, do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you're to call him John. He'll be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. And he's never to take wine or fermented drink. And he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit before he's born. Before. He'll bring back many people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he'll go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah awesome, to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, well, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. Like, I'm Gabriel. <laughs> I stand in the presence of God and I've been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you'll be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words. Which will come true at their appointed time. Their appointed time. Remember that. So, what stood out to me in this passage was that an angel, an angel, like think of this, an angel, promised him a miracle child in their old age, like I don't see anyone in here a hundred having a kid, like that's as old as my dad. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> picture this. There's like, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Okay, so picture this. There's like a big angel radiating light throughout the entire room, promising Zachariah a child. Like, this angel could disintegrate anything with its full light and holiness. And Zechariah's like, well, 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 it, my wife's old, so how? And there's this big angel. He's like, do you see how bright I am? Like, seriously? I'd be like, thank you, spare my life. Anyways, nonetheless, I can relate to him because sometimes I also struggle with believing that God can help me in every situation, you know? Because I I especially really struggled in middle school to find friends that actually like cared about me at school especially, or any, any friends at all really. I often, I felt lonely, and honestly, I stopped caring about pretty much everything because I was bullied, especially in grade nine. And like, it was really not great. And I also had one of the only friends that I did have like taken out of my class at the start of the year. So I really had to like depend on God throughout the year. And I I prayed for friends. And yeah, I often felt lonely and without anybody. But I was praying that God would give me friends this year in grade 10 at school and God answered my prayers and gave me Christian friends that I can hang out with and be myself around. But but when I was it going through the hard times in middle school, what really helped me was youth. That would be the highlight of my week. I'd be like, as long as I go to youth, I can get through the week. It was, it was amazing. Like youth leaders, like honestly, let's give them a hand of applause. They're amazing. You, Blake. But next thing that stood out to me was that the angel said to Zachariah, don't be afraid. Your prayers have been heard. And I know I don't need to worry because God hears my prayers. I want to encourage you guys that, like, if you're worried about family situations or anything or, like, political talk or anything this Christmas, um, God hears your prayers and he can help you. Like, you can even just say silently, like, in any situation or just whisper, like, God, please help me. Like, he's there. He hears your prayers. Just like the angel said, if it's written in there, it's truth. That's what God said. Yeah. And um, it it challenges me because I realize that God has a perfect plan for my life. And he has a perfect plan for everyone's life. And... I realized that if I can just keep my eyes on him and trust him, and he'll handle the specifics. Like, I don't, I don't need to worry about whatever's going on in my life, because God's there. And the next thing that stood out was that God hears the prayers of Zachariah and Elizabeth for a baby. Like, they must have prayed for a long time. Like, they probably struggled with disappointment. They're like, I'm like, I'm 50 years old. I, I want a baby before I'm get to be 100, like, You know, like he probably struggled with disappointment, but they want, he want, they wanted a baby in their timing. But that's not how God works. He works in his timing, his perfect timing. It's never late, never early. So just like in Zachariah's situation, um, like he's saying, why can't I have a baby? I was contemplating this and I realized that Zachariah and his wife, Elizabeth, didn't see the whole picture. God saw the whole picture. He had it all pieced together. See, we, we have a fractured view of what he does. So, if John had been born earlier, he wouldn't have been there to prepare the way for Jesus. Like, there's no way he could be, prepare the way for Jesus if he was born earlier. And also, it wouldn't have been a miracle. Like, if he was born when they were young, people would be like, yeah, well, that happens to most people. But, since, <laughs> since they were older, um, it was a miracle. And it encouraged me because I can trust God even when my prayers seem unanswered. And that I can trust that he sees the whole picture. I can trust that. And I, I noticed that they were faithful to God their entire lives, even through disappointment. They weren't like, oh, not having a baby. Well, I guess we can't trust God anymore. I guess we, we shouldn't be faithful. We should just do anything we want, but no, no, they still, they still follow God, and also, I, I was reading, and it said, John will be filled with the Holy Spirit before he was born, which is, like, amazing, it's, like, comes out of the womb, is like, I'm Holy Spirit filled, exactly, and, um, so the angel promised that John would be filled with the power of Elijah as well. And that he's the guy, like Elijah, that's like the guy who fil- who like that widow who was out of bread and food. And they're like, okay, well, this is our last meal. Well, Elijah came along and he's like, can I have some of your bread? They're like, well, this is our last meal and we're gonna give it to you. Well, he's like, just trust me, trust me. So he's like, okay, I'll trust you. So she makes the last meal and the oil just keeps flowing. So that's the guy. That's, that'll go into John. And Zechariah's like, wow. And then <laughs> Elijah was also the one who believed in God when no one else did. Like when um, in times of King Ahab, they worshiped Baal and other gods. So Elijah challenged them and they made two altars and the people went first to try and get their idol gods to set the first altar on fire, okay? So, basically, nothing happened. They're like, please, and they like cut themselves, they cut themselves, they did so many different things. They tried to like figure out, they're like, why isn't this working? It's because it's not God. So then, Elijah was like, well, I'm going to show off. He's like, I'm pouring water, he's like, pour buckets of water on the altar, you can't let altars with water on them. No human could do that. And then he called on God and fire rained from the sky. And they were like, they're like, well, Elijah, okay, let's follow that God, you know. So then, but, and then, what even better, what happened was King Ahab's going back to the, um, the city to, I don't know, but anyways, first Ahab goes in his chariot. He lets him go first and then Elijah, the Holy Spirit power comes upon him and then tucks in his shirt and then he gets like super speed and runs past him. He gets to the city before him running and these chariots aren't super slow. Like so that that shows the Holy Spirit power working in him which is amazing. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you hear our prayers and that you have a perfect plan for our lives. Thank you that you see the whole picture and that we can trust you that you have perfect timing and that you're always right on time. Thank you, Lord, that today that we can trust your perfect plan, Lord, and that we can trust that your Holy Spirit has power to work miracles in our lives. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Caleb. Right on um, amen yeah give it up one more time for these fiery minutes um, yeah I that was so good you guys well done uh, I love that a lot of it was centered around Jesus and I think it's um, uh, just the just to tie a, a a bow on on all the, what they were sp- speaking on, Jesus is is really the cornerstone, and he he is the the light of the world, the hope for everyone, right? And and um, and Jesus, uh, he we have the opportunity to um, be in relationship with him. I don't know if if you're new here or if you if you never knew that before, but we literally have the opportunity. To uh, commune and be with Jesus, and and if that, um, yeah, I, it's just amazing. It really is um, that the God of the universe um, chooses chooses us and and wants relationship with us. And so, yeah, thank you guys again. So incredible, so amazing. Um, you're gonna do great things in your future. It's gonna be awesome. Um, But we're going to go into another song of worship. So if you feel led, you can stand. And we're going to praise Jesus. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you would like to give to our church, go to myc3church.ca. See you next week.